This is Beat'em Down from Cult 45, the movie podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 321 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. 213. <laughs> 231. You're not helping me out here. <laughs> <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagan. You know, I was thinking we should just start over. We should just do like a, a rebranding and just start from episode zero and just work our way back up until we get to like 700. Then we could do like an annual, like a big fat, you know, 80 page annual book. Well, that was always an idea. We could flip the subject matter to be about sewing and knitting and call it so wizard. <laughs> it's right. Let's do that. Let's do that. Starting and do 321 episodes of that <laughs> and then switch over to something else. All right. Well, you are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd. Podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some news, including our first look at WandaVision. And then we've got a review of the newest movie on Netflix, starring Millie Bobby Brown and Nola Holmes. But before we get into all of that, how is everyone doing? Marcellus Riggins, how the hell are you? I am good. I'm good. I had a tough week this week. Nothing like super stressful, but uh, I had like one of those days. You ever have a day where you, you leave the house and just everything seems to be going wrong to the point where you just want to get home because you know nothing good is going to happen? I had one of those days last week. I um My credit card. Like every day of my life. <laughs> I, I know it's bad for you, Aubrey. I feel bad complaining about anything. I don't have, I don't have Aubrey's life. No, it's okay. I had, um so my debit card was um compromised, uh, so I couldn't use it. Until I got a new one and it was connected to like all of my like uh, Amazon and PayPal and all of that stuff. So I'm like, you know, it's fine. No, no big deal. And then uh, last week I'm going to edit the episode and I know it's like a huge episode. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to throw in a movie and I'll edit while the movie is on. And when the movie's over, I'll just, you know, go and run a few errands that I can with the cash that I have in my pocket. So the movie I chose was uh, Superman because uh, fans on patrol and uh, Superhero Speak did a review of uh, the first Superman movie. And I'm like, oh, man, I got my my three-hour Superman cut that I haven't watched yet. So I'll throw that in, and I'll edit for three hours. And uh, put the DVD in, didn't work. Put another DVD in, it didn't work. DVD player is totally shot. And I don't have any like money to buy a new one. Or I have money, but I just can't access it. So I'm like, oh, fuck, all right. So I spend like, hours doing that, leave the house, go to run errands. I can't use my debit card to pick up because uh, we're going to be doing a movie that we're going to be doing in the future. I got a free rental. But I needed my debit card to pick it up out of the machine, and I couldn't do that. And then I go to use cash at the machine, and it chews up my $20 bill. <laughs> and then I couldn't – they couldn't get the door closed so that I could put in the rest of my money for for my purchases. So the whole night was just like – it was just a, a complete mess. But I got the episode done editing, and I got it out kind of on time. So that – I feel I feel like I accomplished something. 
Good. Well, I'm sorry you had such a shitty time, but hopefully uh, we'll make it better with having some fun right now. Aubrey, how the hell are you? Uh, I said, I'm all right. All right. I'm well, not, got nothing really to say. No news is good news then. Yeah. And how are you doing, Joey? How are you, Joey? <laughs> um, I'm fine. I'm just. I don't. I didn't do anything even remotely interesting this past week. I literally just worked and slept, and yeah, that's it. I worked and slept. I worked uh, four days at my other, at my second job, and full time at my first job. So it was just one of those weeks where I didn't do anything. Yesterday it was Sunday. It was my day off. I just laid on the couch and watched football, and then I laid on the couch and watched uh, TV. And then I went to bed at like nine o'clock and I slept like for almost like 15 hours. <laughs> and that was it. I'm up here today. We're in a couple errands and here we are. So enough about us. Let's talk about us. Mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right. So everybody can go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find movie reviews from yours truly. You will find uh, our new episodes, actually. They're going to be there every single week that we do the show. Um, you're also going to find some picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. He's going to have some Netflix, some Amazon, and some Hulu streaming picks for you. So if you're looking for something to watch, check out what he's got. Uh, we have our T public store that's uh, available on the website. Click on that button. Check out some of the merchandise that we have. We have masks, coffee mugs, sweatshirts, all types of good things. So uh, check it out. Do some shopping and support the show. Uh, you can also support the show by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep on the website. Click on the big A. Do your Amazon shopping. Receive your products. And that way, you will be helping out our tiny little show. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts if you want to uh, give us a quick review. Let us know how we're doing. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play Music, and YouTube. Uh, we have a Patreon account where you can support us monthly and receive bonus content. Shout out to all of our friends in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. We see you guys. Back to you, Joey. So, for $50, we can do a cuddle. For $100, we can do pretty much, ain't pretty much near anything. I don't do anal, though. I don't do anal. <laughs> I always forget that part is coming. <laughs> That gets me every time. All right, we've got news. Let's dive into it. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, it's it's spinoff week here at So Wizard Podcast. Uh, everybody wow. is getting a spinoff. Uh, Wasn't isn't there already a spinoff for this show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna say that's a loose cousin of the show <laughs> no comment let's not open pandora's box today so uh as as you mentioned before joy we are going to be talking about a new trailer that dropped this week for wandavision they actually dropped a little bit more footage to give us an idea of what is going to be uh happening on the show visually story-wise not so much but at least we got to see some of the different settings that they're doing it looks like it's going to be 
TV shows from different decades, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Uh, we got to look at some of the other actors in it. Uh, Catherine Hahn uh, looks to be uh, kind of a, I know she appeared in almost all of the, the different sitcom kind of gags as like the weird like next door neighbor or something like that. So I feel like she's going to be like the villain. Uh, and we also got to look at Tayana Paris, who's going to be playing Monica Rambo, who you might remember as the little girl in Captain Marvel. Uh, she's going to be playing the adult version of her. So I think that is going to be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I have no idea what the hell is happening on the show. I'm not familiar with the storyline in the books that it might be based on. But uh, it was very nice to see Vision back. I, I didn't realize how much I missed him until I saw I saw the, the character on screen. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm down for it. It's supposed to be coming out at the end of this year. Fingers crossed. Uh, but what did you guys think of WandaVision? Let's start with Aubrey. It was really cool. Um, I'm excited to see the different uh, shows that they use. Kind of want Gilligan's Island because that'd be really <laughs> funny. I don't know. It, it's a really cool concept and it looks really cool, but I don't know much about the storyline or anything like that. So mm. it'll be nice to see like how that plays out. All right. All right, Joy, what about you? What did you think of the footage? Well, I mean, obviously I'm going to be a like 10 out of 5 right away because it involves uh, Elizabeth Olsen, so... Despite what Adam Wallyhock says about her looking like a Muppet, uh, <laughs> uh, she's in my top tier for MCU waifus. So right off the bat, I'm interested. But yeah, this is uh, going to be really awesome storyline. Uh, it's kind of like an amalgamation of a bunch of different ones from the comics. But like really the gist of it is is her going nuts and using her powers to warp reality. Uh, the best way she can to make it perfect. So that's why you see like different TV shows that she may have watched as a kid. Uh, you see like the when she can't answer a question in the trailer, all of a sudden things start to get freaked out because mm-hmm. um, she's the one controlling the entire reality. Um, you know, in the comics, she created those kids whole cloth out of chaos magic. So um, that's probably what's happening here. We see uh, Monica and and it's great to see her because she's one of my favorite Avengers of all time. And she's all grown up. We know from leaked set photos that she's probably working for S.W.O.R.D. So that should be interesting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, everything looks really cool. Somebody was able to sit down and using their knowledge of the comics and just the scenes in the trailer probably put together what the entire series is about. Oh, wow. And it, they swear it's not a leak, but it reads like a leak. And it makes so much sense if, like me, you know what the storylines are and the visuals that go with things. That you're like, fuck, that dude just literally spoiled the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the main gist of it is, is, is you know, we're getting the we're getting her twin children and we're just a little further along towards more young Avengers. So that's that's exciting for me because it's one of my favorite storylines, as we talked about last week with Kang. So uh, this looks great. I'm all in. I am all in on this. Thank God something is coming out this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they haven't given it official date yet, but it looks like December uh, 2020, obviously the end of this year. Right, right. I've, re- I've heard everything from like Thanksgiving Day to up through like middle December. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I, th- I think it's going to be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It'd be nice to have some new Marvel content in this year. <laughs> we, right. I don't think we've, we got anything at all in 2020. I'll even take an Iron Fist episode at this point, Jesus. Well, let's not get crazy here, buddy. <laughs> all right. So uh, speaking of MCU spinoff, uh, another uh, important MCU character is getting his own spinoff on Disney Plus. Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson is gonna be going down the route of 
the other Marvel characters and getting his own TV show. Uh, I This was like a surprise. I had no idea this was coming. I didn't, Samuel Jackson is easily one of the most bankable Hollywood actors uh, in films. So I mean, maybe he just felt like he, you know movies are kind of shut down right now. Maybe I'll just do some TV for a little while. I don't know. Maybe hopefully the, the, the paycheck is going to be good for him. But yeah, I don't know what a, a Nick Fury TV show would be. I think it might be kind of cool if he can somehow incorporate some of the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, into the show. Because we know that he made a guest appearance on there. So he, it kind of connects together. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Joey, how do you feel about a Nick Fury TV show? Well, I'm all in as long as it's not de-aged Nick Fury from Captain Marvel who looks like he's in his 30s but moves like he's in his 70s <laughs> um, uh, i i think you know i we literally i literally just talked about this five seconds ago but i think and i hope that it's going to be uh him running sword since the last time we saw him in the post credits of uh spider-man far from home he was in space we know sword is coming it makes sense with all the pieces there that you have um, he ran shield so he could obviously run a similar organization they have the rights to all the characters for it now, and uh, it would be cool, and I know it's not going to happen, but it would be very cool to see any characters from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cross over into this. I know it won't happen. It's very sad, but, man, you know, Mockingbird's right there. You know, right. you can bring her in. Um, you know, any of the characters even. Does Fitzsimmons could be there. Like, anything. Anything you could do there. I'm sure we'll get Clark Gregg at least in it, so. We'll see. But I'm, I mean, I'm excited. It's just it feels like it's so far away. I can't imagine seeing this because like they already an- announced uh, Moon Knight, She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. And I know I think and are any of those. F- no, those are just casting right now. So like, this right. has got to be like two or three years out. So it's hard to get like super excited, especially as shit keeps getting pushed back. Um, I know Falcon Winter Soldier ties into Black Widow and that's why they can't release it until they both are out. But, yeah, it just seems like everything's so far away and keeps getting pushed back. It's hard to get super excited for something so far out. But, yeah, I mean, I'm all in when it drops, of course. Uh, it's Marvel. All right. Aubrey, what about you? You're a big Nick Fury fan. How do you feel about a, a, a weekly TV show? I don't really want to see a Nick Fury TV show. It's not. It's nothing that I cared to, like, watch. What? I like Nick Fury in the movies, but I just think that a TV show of him is kind of boring. What if it's just him and like the cat from Captain Marvel in like 1998? <laughs> Sorry, Joey, they're, they're going to be aging. I think it'd be funny, but like it would only last one season. I think it'd be cool if he was like uh, the old like Battle of the Planets TV show where he's like Seven Zark Seven, just up in a spaceship giving out orders, and then there's like a special team that does like all of the fun stuff, and then you cut back to Samuel Jackson just like monologuing to the audience. That's that's kind of what I want. That's maybe why he agreed. If they're doing that, he could film it in like one day. Yeah, exactly. In front of a green screen. Over Skype. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right. So, yeah, we don't know when it's coming out, but Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson, uh, I believe they said it was going to be eight episodes on Disney+. Plus. So, um, yeah, hold it on to that for a while. All right. So uh, let's switch over to the other side of uh, comic book fandom. A little bit of casting news. We have to go back. So we're going to take a nice little stroll down to the DCEU and talk about casting for the Black Adam movie. It looks like 
uh, Aldous Hodge is going to be playing Hawkman in Black Adam. Now, uh, you might remember um, Aldous from The Invisible Man. Uh, he was on a show called Leverage, I think, that was really popular. Uh, he's also one of the few actors to appear in two different Die Hard movies as two different characters. Uh, but he is going to be playing Hawkman. And uh, as someone who loved the superpowers toy line and was was really excited to have like a big fat Hawkman action figure in, in that set, the thought of a live action Hawkman on the big screen just tickles me to no end, especially considering the uh, the amazing job he did in Invisible Man. So I am super psyched for this. What do you guys think, Aubrey? How do you feel about Aldous Hodge as Hawkman? Was he the boyfriend in The Invisible Man? He was the cop. He was the cop that had the daughter. Oh. So, like, technically... Oh, he was really cool. Yeah, I liked him. I I don't know much about Hawkman, but he was a really good actor. All right. All right, Joy, what about you? Well, I'll be honest. When they announced this, I had no idea who he was. Um and I was like, oh, I don't never seen him in anything. And then you corrected me that I had seen him in something, which was Invisible Man. Um, I, usually, the, and that's just because when somebody starts saying, oh, this person was on ABC's such and such or you know, CBS such and such, I don't watch anything on those channels. So, like, I don't know what the you could tell me that like I don't know like the president was in a show on fucking CBS every night, and I would. I wouldn't know because I, I don't fucking watch anything on those channels except sports. So I had no idea who it was. And then when you reminded me who it was, I remembered that he was awesome in Invisible Man. And he was really good in that movie because that is a really good movie, actually. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't um, not look like somebody that could be Hawkman. Like he's, you know, kind of jacked and, and he's good in the action scenes. So I was just, you know, excited. Uh, the main things for me are going to be the costume. Uh, regardless of how you feel about the show, I think he, the Hawkman costume on Legends of Tomorrow looked really good. Yep. But if you've seen like the very old like 1966 Batman spinoff TV specials, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about, Mark? I think I saw like a Justice League thing, but I don't think I ever saw like a spinoff from the Batman show. Um, I'll send you a picture and I'm sure some of our nerdy friends out there know what I'm talking about. Um, there was a Hawkman on that. It looks fucking awful. <laughs> it's very, very possible that it, this could be terrible. But I, I have a good feeling that they'll they'll do it justice. And the good thing about Hawkman is as a comic character, his continuity is so fucked that you don't even have to worry about like following anything. There's some very basic, very, very basic like tenants you want to hit. But it's not like Superman or Batman where like their origin is just so defined down like so much that you can't really deviate from it the zero worry about messing around with hawkman really all that much so i'm excited um i'm 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 curious about how this movie's gonna roll out again like i've said before i'm a huge jsa fan so i'm holding out hope this is gonna be awesome and the rock usually puts his heart in everything even if it's bad so i think we'll get a pretty decent fun time out of it yeah the rock is uh he's the one that kind of made the announcement about the casting and he put a little a little a text exchange or a little uh, like a word version of uh, what his conversation was with Aldis when he uh, got the part, which I thought was pretty funny. So The Rock is definitely all into this movie. He's ready. He's ready to shake up the DC world. And, uh, you know, it's The Rock. So I'm not going to disagree with him. All right. So speaking of DC, we also have another spinoff. Oh, Jesus. Uh, John Cena is getting his own TV show based on the Peacemaker character from the upcoming Suicide Squad movie. Uh, now, 
Uh, this one is going to be on HBO Max. Uh, this one is also going to be eight episodes. James Gunn had some time to kill during this uh, quarantine in between uh, finishing up Suicide Squad and getting started on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, as we all know, the script was already written like years ago, so he doesn't have to worry about that part. So uh, yeah, in his downtime, he wrote a TV show about John Cena's character. Obviously, we haven't seen Suicide Squad yet. I'm not familiar with the character at all, but if James Gunn is writing eight episodes of a TV show, sign me up. Uh, so, Joey, what do you think of John Cena as the Peacemaker in a, in a TV show on HBO Max? Um, we've talked about uh, this in the past with uh, James Gunn. I'm interested in anything he's going to do. I still I feel like an awful person. I still haven't watched the Belko experiment. It's okay. I just I really want to check it out because I like him and I like the concept of the movie. But it's like, you know, pull the curtain back to see the man behind the curtain of So Is Her Podcast. But, you know, my time is precious. And a lot of times on the weekend, it's like I have enough time to fit in what we're reviewing this week. And that's it. Like, there's no time for me to sit down and watch something for pleasures. So I just have not had the time. Um, But, yeah, I'm interested in anything he's going to do. John Cena is not a great actor, but I think when he's in the right role he can be good and funny um and this seems like it's something that's going to work for him as kind of like an asshole version of captain america so uh yeah i mean i'm interested i'm down i don't know how this is going to work is he going to die in the movie is he not going to die in the movie this is a prequel it's a sequel who knows but uh, i'll check it out and hopefully you know the movie's going to come out and be good he'll knock it out of the park and then we'll want to turn around and watch this so (laughs) i think that's how it's supposed to work God forbid if the movie is awful and we're like nobody wants to see this character ever again. <laughs> HBO Max is like film, so we don't have a choice. <laughs> HBO Max is like oh shit, <laughs> we we just bung millions of dollars into the show that nobody wants. Damn it, Aubrey. How about you? How do you feel about a John Cena superhero? I guess TV show. I don't really like John Cena as an actor, so I think that that's a really interesting choice. Um. I like James Gunn, though, so I'm hoping, like, maybe he'll be the saving grace to DC. <laughs> I don't know. It's a pretty risky pretty risky move for him unless he had that same thought process. Yeah, I think HBO Max is definitely trying to get into that let's make movies and then make TV shows spun from those movies like uh, Marvel is doing. None of it's been successful yet, but uh, or none of it's been released yet to see if it is successful, but I definitely think that's what... Uh, what DC is trying to do now. So, you know, that might've been like the easiest character for them to do. We're probably not going to get a captain boomerang TV show. That's too bad. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, one last spinoff, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> so this one is really unexpected and I'm not sure how I feel about this, but, uh, there's a TV show. Boys. Mm. That is, uh, <laughs> getting a spinoff. Uh, that's right. The Boys is going to have a spinoff, and it's going to be about superheroes in college. So, superhero college. I kind of forget that Seth Rogen is a producer on a show, and then I see stuff like this, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So, The Boys is right now season two. They are kicking ass. The show is it's very unique, but it's very entertaining. I'm not sure how a college show especially since it's not based on a comic book already, if that's going to dilute the, the series at all or dilute that feeling of the uh, the show. It's very, not taboo, but it's very like like 
kind of shocking. And then having that on another show will kind of, I feel like it might dilute it a little bit, but I don't know. Uh, Aubrey, how do you feel about watching a college show set in the boys' universe? I think um, that is something nobody ever wanted. And I can see how it's a Seth Rogen decision. I feel like he has yet to like get out of that slapstick stoner college kid humor that kind of makes him a lot of money. Um, I just, I, I'm not going to be, I, I know we're going to watch it, but I, I just don't think it's going to stick like the boys does. Mm-hmm. And you're, are you watching a boys too this season? Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching it faithfully every Saturday. I'll watch the episode that came out on Friday. All right. All right, Joey, what about you, man? How do you feel about boys college years? Um, the, uh, comic has a lot of different super teams so the tv shows kind of pared it down where it's just the seven but the comic book has a vaught has a ton of other superheroes and teams including teenage teams college age teams blah 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 blah. so there is precedent for this in the book um it's just that the story is kind of passed by that point in the tv show so i don't i don't know how this is going to work I mean, this was inevitable because the boys is in Amazon's. Well, I mean, it's really only Amazon's only real big hit. I mean, they they have some shows that are somewhat popular. I think uh, Jack Ryan and uh, like, James uh, May goes to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> they have uh, they have some shows in there that are are okay doing, but like this is the really the one of the only ones they have that's really broken into the zeitgeist of social media and stuff, and seems to be popular. So this was inevitable, but. I just hope it doesn't suck because I really um, do enjoy the show as it is now, and I don't want to see it get watered down. So it's going to be Fear to Walking Dead all over again, man. <laughs> it's going to have eight spinoffs. Can't be that bad. Yeah. So we don't have a date for it, but uh, yeah, Amazon is uh, they're going all in on the boys. So good for them. Boys. Okay, mm. and uh, <laughs> you know this isn't really like a news item, but I just couldn't figure out where to put this in the show, but I needed to bring it up because it's something that happened. Um, Vin Diesel dropped a new song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you heard me correctly. Uh, Vin Diesel dropped a song. And uh, I just wanted you to, I just got to share it with you. Just a little bit of it. That is going to be on my uh, top songs of the year 2020. Easily. Time to reset the uh, top influential albums <laughs> exactly. episode we did last week. <laughs> exactly. Coming off of his hit album, uh, It's All About Family, featuring uh, a quarter mile at a time, and uh, and uh, Lenny's Really Dead, uh, or whatever her name is. Um, yeah, Vin Diesel, all-around superstar. That's all. I just needed to share that. So, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got for the news. Well, uh I hope the Vin Diesel's album can at least be as good as Don Johnson's heartbeat. It's neither here nor there. Top three albums by uh, questionable actors should be one of our episodes. Oh, all right. Well, I was going to just, I was going to say, you know, Eddie Murphy did have a big hit song in the eighties <laughs> and a second terrible song with Michael Jackson. But oh, regardless, here is an advertisement and then we'll come back after that and review Enola Holmes. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. 
You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParleyHour.com where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and Parlay Points, our companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. And we are back. All right, guys. Enola Holmes is a new release on Netflix. Aubrey, what is Enola Holmes about? While searching for her missing mother, intrepid teen Enola Holmes uses her sleuthing skills to outsmart Big Brother Sherlock and help a runaway lord. All right. Well, this is a new movie on Netflix, like I said, starring Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. As always, we'll do non-spoiler to start, and then Mark Ellis will play the drop delineating spoilers. In case you haven't watched it, you can run away and hide. The rest of us will keep talking about it. Aubrey, what did you think of Enola Holmes? Um, I liked it, but I would have liked it more if it was its own entity and not tied to Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Uh, Mark Ellis, what about you? Uh, yeah, I thought it was okay. I thought it was entertaining enough there is definitely a point where i realized that i was not the target audience for this movie and normally that, that doesn't bother me but they made it a point to go yeah this isn't for you at all buddy so um yeah i just i thought it was okay all right um i'm kind of in the same boat as you guys this was okay and there were things in it that i really liked and there were things in it i didn't care for but i didn't think there was anything in it that was like face meltingly bad so there's nothing in this movie that's bad, and I don't think it's a bad movie. But like Mark said, it's definitely not made for me. And there are things in it and choices made in it that are kind of, at times, kind of like, huh? So, I mean, it wasn't great. But it wasn't awful. But it wasn't great. Um, anyone have any non-spoiler things they want to talk about, or should we just jump in? This It kind of reminded me of, you know how we had talked before about movies that were not really for kids, but not really for adults. It's kind of like in that middle right. ground. I think this one is kind of like that. So that was kind of refreshing to see at certain points. And then other points, I'm like, maybe this movie isn't for kids. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I can see that, you know. And like you said, we've talked about that in the show in the past, that there really isn't anything there for that middle age kid. Like it's either G or PG-13. And when we were kids, sorry, Aubrey, um, maybe when Aubrey was a kid, I don't know, but there was a lot of just in the middle, like movies that were kind of made for kids about kids having adventures. I, I was just talking the other day about the movie cloak and dagger with somebody. I'm sure you remember that Markella. Yes. Dabney Coleman. I remember that. Right. Somehow this kid gets wrapped up in a spy adventure involving an Atari 2600 <laughs> cartridge and his imaginary friend. And that sounds stupid as fuck. And I'm pretty sure if I watch the movie now, because I haven't seen it since I was like six, I would think it was stupid. But at the time, I was like riveted because it was like, wow, there's a kid going on this crazy adventure. Um, so, you know, we definitely need more movies like that. So I agree with you. That's, that, that part's cool. But let's do it. Let's jump into spoilers and let's spoil Enola Holmes. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right, we'll start with what we liked. Aubrey, give me some things you liked about this movie. I really liked the cast. I thought that the cast was great. I really you liked mean Millie the... Bobby Brown. Yeah, I I really liked Millie Bobby Brown. Um, I liked Helena Bonham Carter. I liked Henry Cavill. I liked the dude that played Mycroft. I even liked the the dude that played uh, Chicksberry. I I just liked the cast. I thought that they were really good in their roles. 
I liked the idea of the story. I liked where they were going with it. I like how there's like certain ciphers and stuff like that. I think the overall message of the movie was really nice. I like how she didn't like the end of the, it didn't end with her marrying that dude or moving in with him or anything. Like it still ended with her by herself. I like that. Um, and so I do, I like the theme that they had in the movie. Okay. Mark Ellis, what about you? Uh, you know, I really like the the visual style of it. You can tell that a lot of money was spent on this movie. It has a, a very cinematic look, which I, I I was impressed. I didn't think it would be like that for a Netflix movie. But yeah, it, it visually looks really cool. I actually really loved Millie Bobby Brown's performance. I thought she was, uh, it was great to see her just like kind of kick loose and really be, really show off her comedic chops. Uh, I thought she did a really good job with that. Totally bought her as that character. Um, and I love the guy that played Mycroft. I thought he was awesome. I I I kind of have an idea of who Mycroft is from the other iterations of Sherlock Holmes, but I really liked what he brought to it. I really liked just the complete assholeness of it. Because um, normally he's like this dashingly handsome guy. So it was really cool to see him just be a complete jerk. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, I mean, I'll echo what a lot of you, both of you guys said. I, I really like the casting. I like the cast. Um, I thought Henry Cavill was great as Sherlock Holmes. He showed, you know, just the right amount of emotion and and everything towards his sister. I liked Millie Bobby Brown a lot in the movie. I thought she did a great job. I, I pretty much like the entire cast. Um, I would say that I enjoyed a lot of the set pieces. Um, the action sequence on the train was great. I liked um, I liked the fight. I like when she fought that guy with the bowler hat in the alley, um, and they made it believable that she could like hold her own <laughs> with a grown man. I, I really liked the sequence in the uh, house at the end where he was attacking them with the, the shotgun. shotgun. I thought that was really well done too. Um, yeah, and, and it it was funny at times as well. So I, I mean, I really enjoyed a lot of those parts of the movie. I would say I did definitely like the idea of the end of the movie where she didn't hook up with that kid. Um, but I'll get into some more of that <laughs> a little later, but yeah, I mean, I like Aubrey said, I enjoyed the fact that they didn't just start dating right away. So that was good. Left it open for the sequel, but Aubrey, what about things you didn't like about this movie? I didn't like that. It was tied to Sherlock Holmes. I think it would have been a much more, I think it would have been a different movie and I probably would have liked it more if it was its own entity. Like even if she did have an older brother who was a detective and had another older brother that was a government official and stuff, like even if that was still part of the story, but it not being a Sherlock Holmes movie, I think that I would have liked it 10 times more because I think that that brought this certain feeling to the movie that I didn't enjoy and this expectation that I didn't enjoy. And I just wish that, um, it wasn't a thing. So you, you would have liked it just as just her or just as, as she's the focus and her brothers are just, just there, but not like stars in her own right. Right. I, I think that like them holding power in the, in the world that they're in is fine. But I think it being time to like, hey, my brother is Sherlock Holmes, that like just kind of ruined it for me. I think if it was a, just a movie about Anola 
somebody, it would have it would have been a much better movie than it was. I also didn't like that there's this romance in there. I mean, I, I could have done away with it, but I get it. I didn't hate it. Like sometimes I do hate it, hate it. Um, in some movies, I didn't hate it, hate it, but I could have probably done without it because it just feels overused at this point. Hmm. All right. Mark Ellis, what about you? Yeah, I did not like Henry Cavill's Sherlock Holmes. I like Really? I liked, I liked Henry Cavill. I thought he did a really good job, you know, being a protective older brother, but I just didn't buy him as Sherlock Holmes. Uh, and Sherlock Holmes is one of those characters where, you know, you've seen different iterations of him. He's always eccentric and the smartest guy in a room and kind of makes everyone else uncomfortable with his genius uh, from uh, Robert Downey Jr. to um, Hugh Laurie and house or uh, the TV show elementary. Like he's always like the weird guy that, you know, just happens to be a genius. And Henry Cavill played that part, like very smooth, very like kind of uh, subdued, which is, you know, it's a choice. It's a nice choice that it's different from the other Sherlock Holmes. But if you're going to make a movie with Sherlock Holmes, I wanted, I kind of wanted to see him be like, eccentric like a Sherlock Holmes like the, any of the other hundreds of Sherlock Holmes that, that have been around so yeah that I I, I wasn't a fan of um, I thought the storyline with her mom's mystery I thought that kind of fell flat uh, I didn't really get the big oomph from it that I was hoping for you know the reason you watch a mystery is to at least the reason I watch a mystery is to get to the big twist at the end or the big oomph moment and I I didn't feel it at all and there wasn't like a I would have liked to have her kind of prove herself to be like an equal to Sherlock Holmes. Like I, it would have been cool to have her to have like the big elementary, my dear Watson only instead of it being Watson, it's actually Sherlock, like have her kind of lead, lead the, uh, the solving of the mystery and have him kind of like looking at her like an apprentice, you know, like a, a Padawan going, okay, she's good. She's got it. Um, I would have enjoyed that a lot more, just a little bit more like a Sherlock Holmes type of story. Uh, and there's too many fake death scenes. She fake died way too many times. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, are we really supposed to believe that she's dead? Come on, come on. And it was pretty violent. There's a couple of scenes that are pretty violent. <laughs> I know you said the fight scene was cool, and it was kind of cool, but he beat the shit out of her. And I'm like, oh, my God. I don't know if if I had a kid, I would kind of want them to watch this. But it's it nah, it, fine. It was, it was a little dark. It was a little dark for, for a fun, a fun wh- whimsical Sherlock Holmes type of young Sherlock Holmes story. But yeah, those are those are my uh, those are my negative points. All right. Well, for me, my main problem when watching the movie is it felt really jumbled and like it couldn't decide what the main storyline was supposed to be. So, like, is the main storyline she's running away from home? Is the main storyline about the lord of whatever it was? Um, also, running away from home and they fall in love is the main storyline about her looking for her mom. It's the main storyline about her getting sent to a school. Like it almost felt like this was supposed to be a uh, season of a TV show. And somebody all of a sudden got the ear of Millie Bobby Brown as an executive producer and was like, fuck, she wants it as a movie. It's a movie. And they (laughs) cut the script up and threw it all together into a pot. Um, I don't know if you guys got that feeling from it, but I I totally did. I totally did. Because I thought by the end of it, like about three quarters of the way, I'm like, this feels like it's based on a whole bunch of books that they kind of crammed into one story. And then during the credits, you see like based on this book, this book, this book. 
Yeah, I, I felt they could have kind of taken their foot off the gas and maybe just picked one of the storylines to focus on, and it would have been a lot better. Um, and in just whatever type of movie you want to make is what or that you like would be the one you preferred. I mean, I I liked all the stuff with the uh, the boy she meets on the train and the mystery of that. Mm-hmm. I could care less about her mom, and they didn't really that enough to where I like cared like what happened. And then when she meets her mom at the end, it was just kind of like eh. Like, I didn't really care at that point. Like it was just over at that point. I was done with the movie at that point, and it was just like eh. But uh, you know that's that's really the problem. I really the only problem I had with the movie was just it was so jumbled and it was hard to like emotionally buy into any one thing that was happening because there were so many different storylines going on at once. Um, I thought the uh, jujitsu uh, fucking classes were ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I appreciate any time a movie like so there's two caveats with a movie. If you're watching a movie where everybody knows how to fight, you kind of just have to assume that, you know, I don't know. Let's just say, you know, Jackie Chan is is uh, wheels on meals, for example. You just have to accept that in the world of this movie, every single person he encounters also knows how to fight (laughs) or the movie's going to be really boring. Um but and then there's other movies that that like this that they they have to they feel like they have to go out of their way to show you like why she can fight and hold her own with these people and like I, I felt like just the the training montage with her mom were enough I don't know I didn't really get much out of out of whatever the fuck that was supposed to be and then it was just so blatant when they kept showing the corkscrew move over and over and over again that she couldn't do it and then eventually of course she's gonna be able to do it at some point you know like it's just I don't know. Again, it's not for me. I I, I could imagine uh, if my daughter was like six or seven, she might have really, really liked this. But, uh, you know, it, and again, the tone, like Mark said, the, the tone was a little all over the place. Like sometimes it's really violent action. Sometimes it's like mystery. Sometimes it's really weird, like fourth wall breaking. Aubrey, what did you think of her breaking the fourth wall through the whole movie? It, it kind of fell flat. I think if she did it, like it, it kind of felt... In some places, it was just like, oh, yeah, we forgot that we're doing this. And so they didn't. Whereas it wasn't, like, too consistent. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think I probably could have done without it. I didn't hate it, but I, I kind of could have done without it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't mind it at the very start of the movie. But then they it disappeared for, like, half the movie and then would just come back randomly at points. So it almost felt like the movie would do something and then stare at you to react, which was like, uh, that's, uh, I don't know, that's weird. You know, I don't know. Mark, what did you think of that? I think she probably just kept staring in a camera and they were like, shit, Millie, we, all right, we're just going to have to put it into the script. <laughs> Stop looking in the camera, damn it. <laughs> no, actually, I enjoyed it. I actually thought it was really funny. I enjoyed all of it, um, except for when she, you know, directed questions at me or directed points at me as if I was a 15 year old girl you know like oh look look at you know she she looks into the camera like oh my god look at how handsome he is and I'm like I don't care (laughs) about how handsome he is that's it's it's great um but I enjoyed the the fourth wall break it it reminded me of uh Ferris Bueller and um you know I like that I actually really enjoyed that okay I mean I didn't have a problem with it per se it's just the fact that it would disappear for huge swaths of the movie at a time and then come back randomly that's, like it should have been just more consistent. I don't know. No, no, no. That's good. I, 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 I enjoy it when it's sporadic because it, you know, you're into the story, you're into the character, you're into what they're doing, and then there's just that split moment where she looks in the camera like, "Can you believe this shit is happening?" Uh, so yeah, I, th- I thought it was fun. I, I, I liked it sporadically. 
Okay. All right. That's fine. It's okay to be wrong. And (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, that's really it. It just, the movie was a bit of a mess. It was a bit of a mess. And I, I don't know, maybe this is, I feel like this is a new like trend, like the last like five, six movies almost that we talked about. I almost feel like there's a lot of stuff I liked and a lot of stuff I didn't like. And I don't feel like I've watched a movie that's knocked it out of the park in a while. That might just be the pandemic, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm like starting to get jaded. I feel like like every movie I watch now is like oh, about like 60 percent awesome, 40 percent crap. I don't know. Yeah. So that's where I'm kind of at right now. Um, I honestly would have really preferred this to be a series. I don't know how you would get them to all these actors to then commit to that. Probably not. But I would rather had just some random schmo playing Sherlock Holmes instead of Henry Cavill if it meant we got like. 10 episodes of this and everything was more spaced out, but it's neither here nor there. Let's wrap this up. Aubrey, let's get a score from you. Zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. What do you got for Enola Holmes? I'm going to give it a four. Um, I didn't hate it. There was nothing that I didn't like enough to read it badly. Four. Wow. Okay. Uh, Mark Ellis, how about you? I'm going to give it a three, three out of five. Okay. Yeah, because it's definitely more entertaining than than a halfway point. Um, four is like, yikes. But uh, yeah, I give it a three. Is four stars for Nola Home the new three stars for Bloodshot? <laughs> Nothing is the new three stars from for uh, Bloodshot. It's about family. <laughs> ben Diesel wrote a song about it. It's called Three Stars. That's right. It's a, a, an homage to Mark Ellis. It's the new kiss from a rose for this generation. <laughs> anyway... I'm going to go with a two and a half out of five. Um, this is just a really down the middle. Um, there's nothing bad. There's nothing great. And you, I watched it for two hours. It's fine. <laughs> I, I don't have a bad thing to say about it, really, other than a couple quibbles. But there's nothing that makes me you know, jump up and do backflips around the house um, in excitement for Enola Holmes 2, the Enola-ing. Um <laughs> You know, in uh, in a tenant world, this movie is called Home Alone because it's backwards. Oh. Oh. I was going to say there's trouble on a uh, oil rig in in Enola Oil. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here all night, folks. All right. Uh, so yeah, for me, two and a half out of five. Um, absolutely no issue with watching it. If you're bored and want to check it out on Netflix, by all means, do. But don't go in expecting Citizen Kane. So. Uh, that's going to do it for Nola Holmes on Netflix. Let's wrap it up with some recommendations. Aubrey, what do you got for the listeners out there? Recommend everybody watch the boys. Boys. Um, <laughs> I haven't done much else. So boys. Mm. That's all I got. All right. Uh, that's a good segue because we'll be covering that on the show as soon as the season ends. So the week after the season ends, we will be, reviewing the full season that all of us have watched excellent mark ellis how about you yeah i've been watching uh warner brothers pictures uh youtube page. warner brother <laughs> thank you uh their youtube page they've been putting up some uh documentaries uh about some of their films and uh they put one up a little some of them are old i like one of them was about superman like the story of superman uh, which i already have on my uh, superman box set um, but it's nice that they put it up there for free uh, but there's another one that's all about the three Christopher Nolan Batman movies um, with some new interviews. And I thought that was actually really, really cool. That probably came with that box set that came out a little while ago, but I don't own that. So it was new to me. So, uh, yeah, if you want to check out some some nice uh, 
uh, movie making documentaries, check out the Warner Brothers YouTube page. That's what I've been uh, binging on. Nice, nice. Well, I will recommend that everybody goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and just about anywhere under the sun you find your favorite podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube. Search SoWizardPodcast. There's hours of free exclusive content on there. Adam and myself are lining up some more interviews for the YouTube channel as we speak. So subscribe and get ready to rock and roll on there. Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast. This month is our only place you can hear our reviews of movies like Get Duped from Amazon Prime and Class Action Park from HBO Max. Also, our T Public page is live and rocking and rolling. There's regular sales on there. If you want to pay full price, that's awesome too. And you can get merch from the show that helps us in support as well. Uh, I got a couple of recommendations. I would say jump on to Netflix and watch the American Barbecue Showdown, which is a, a cooking competition series all about the best food in the world, American barbecue. Um, they have a bunch of different chefs with different styles of barbecue from all over the country, and they put them through crazy challenges with different types of meat and types of meals they have to prepare. And I know that sounds stupid, but uh, it's the type of show I like, so I would say uh, check it out. It's on Netflix. Just watch one episode, and if you're not like ridiculously hungry afterwards, <laughs> maybe we don't like the same kind of shows. So that's definitely one for me. Also, check out on streaming. There is a new movie that dropped. It's a science fiction film called LX 2048, because my friends, that is what we are going to be talking about next week. We've got Adam's interview with the director, as well as our review of the movie. So check it out on all streaming platforms, including Amazon Prime, and come back and join us next week. But that's going to do it for this week's episode two. <laughs> episode 321 of the So Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all ciphers posted in the want ads in a newspaper, Aubrey Litchfield. My chrysanthemums are 231, 213. My chrysanthemums bring the girls to the yard. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagan. Uh, everybody have a three-star week. Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week. Good journey.